You're about to listen to the words and teachings of Pastor Shola Oshimakide of the household of David. Be blessed. Ephesians chapter 4, I'm, I'm going to read from verse 7. Ephesians 4 from verse 7. The Bible says, But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. I think I want to begin to speak about God's family on earth, part one. God's family on earth. But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Wherefore he saith, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive, and he gave gifts to men. Say, he gave gifts to men. So the Bible says, to every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. So Christ was given to us as a gift. But the Bible says, Christ himself, he gave gifts unto men. Now verse 10. He that descended is the one that also ascended. And he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, and some teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come into the unity of faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure and of the statue of the fullness of Christ. What you need to uh, note from here before we move to other passages is the fact that he gave gift to men. Now, he gave gift to men by giving men to men. Did you get that? Praise the Lord. So the Bible says he gave some apostles, he gave some prophets, he gave some pastors and teachers, some, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we come to the knowledge of God and of the unity of faith and of the knowledge of God unto a perfect man. So, he wanted the church to grow into a perfect man. So, he gave a gift in men. So, he gave apostles to them. He gave prophets to them. He gave evangelists and he said to himself, that, well, that is my gift to you. In other words, what I'm saying to you this morning is that God's gifts the most powerful gifts that God will give to you are inside people. So people are the most powerful gifts. They are, they are your biggest assets. That is where the best resources will come from. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Proverbs 18, 16. The second place I want us to read. Are you, are you with me this morning? Yes, Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Proverbs 18, 16. The Bible says, A man's gifts makes room for him and brings him before great men. So there is a place in life for great people. And the Bible says, you just don't show up there by begging. You don't show up there by negotiation. You get to where great people are by recognizing the gifts that you have. Now there are numerous gifts given to everybody so on the face of the earth, but the most precious of all those gifts are in human form. Say loud, amen. amen. Did you hear that? Yes, Let's read something beyond Proverbs. And then I want you to stay on a while. Verse 17. So he said, man's room. He that is forced his own case, amen. But in verse 22, he said something. That he that findeth a wife. Verse 22. 
Whosoever findeth the wife, findeth a good thing, and obtained favor of the Lord. Because for the next few weeks, I'm going to beg all of you not to miss Wednesday. This issue of family stuff, we have a lot to talk about. Don't miss Wednesday. I understand all over the world that we still have so many Christian men who behave like the Antichrist at home. And then we still have so many women. Why do we have Christian homes where people are not happy? And from my personal survey, many women are not happy. Some just tag along for the sake of peace. It did not call us to endure marriage. And we are going beyond marriage to look at every form of relationship. Why do people fight in families? Why do you have crisis all around? When you don't recognize God's gift sent to you, you will not be able to walk in the fullness of his blessing. And now, when you don't recognize the gift in the people that are very close to you, all doors or many doors will be closed against you. So that will mean that a man's gift makes way for him. And if the most precious of those gifts, if the most precious is found in people, if people are the most precious gift, then a man cannot get to where great men are if he does not understand this, he does not understand how to deal with people. Is somebody with me? You can have your seat now. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. This is very... <laughs> Glory to God. So, you see, that there is a reason. So, I'm just trying to lay foundation this man. I'm, I'm going to continue second service. There is a reason, by the grace of God, there is a reason why we learn the word of God. It is so that we can be converted. I hope to start on this note also, second service. The new birth happens instantly. Once a man confesses Jesus as Lord, there is a rebirth, there is a transformation. There is a new life imparted into the man by the Spirit of God. When a man confesses Jesus as Lord, it becomes a new creation, not gradually, instantly. But where the problem is, is whereas New birth happens immediately. Conversion of soul does not happen immediately. And by conversion, I'm talking about a man's soul who has had all sorts, who has been in life, who has been inclined towards certain things. When it comes to Christ, his mindset does not change instantly, even though his spirit is reborn instantly. Did you get that? Yes, so for the spirit man, there is an immediate, there is an instant change in the spirit, but the soul, that will not happen instantly. The soul will go through a process of conversion and the timing it will take differs with individuals. When you pray in tongues, when you pro and when we get there next week, you'll begin to understand why I'm laying, I'm starting this way. When you pray in the spirit, when it comes to things like fasting, things like praying, things like reading the Bible, there are things that are coming, they are emanating from your spirit man. Prayers have to do with your spirit man, even though your soul is involved. But you see, a man might have accepted certain things of the spirit, some realities or spiritual matters in the spirit, but his soul can still remain very unconverted. This is why we are Christians 
who still steal money. We are Christians who lie. And one of the reasons why this happens is in 2 Corinthians chapter 10 from verse 4. The Bible says the weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal. And I've told you times without number, that passage of the Bible, it has nothing to do with evil spirits. When you quote it against a demon, well, you are quoting the word of God wrongly because Paul was not talking about demon at all in that place. The stronghold is talking about are not the stronghold of your family, sir. <laughs> or the strongholds of your village. He explained it there for the weapons of they are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. And then you see, semicolon. Then he said, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Everybody say knowledge. knowledge. Say imagination. Are those, demon, are, are those spirits? No. He's talking about what goes on inside a man. I'm bringing it to captivity. Every thought, imagination, knowledge, thoughts, they reside inside a person. And you see, at times, you don't know what is inside some people until they get married. I can't understand at times why a person will go through six years of being trained as a doctor and then we do some operational courses. And will not hesitate to give his wife backhand. The education has not done. There is a stronghold inside. A, a mindset. A way of interpreting matter. That when a woman offends you, you beat her. And you see, it can come to church for 10 years. And that stronghold remains. That you don't, you don't give women money. You don't play with money. The stronghold of some people is that when it comes to their money, they can die for their money. If an honorable says your life or your money, say my life. <laughs> you, you understand? It stays in. So whatever they go through in life, so they go through a course abroad. But that's, that's when, when a mindset becomes a stronghold. It's a terrible thing. It goes beyond ordinary mindsets. It is something that is settled inside that only the power of God can adjust. I have seen people who left the church because a pastor came to tell him to stop beating his wife and he stopped coming to church. So, what did they expect the pastor to say? To come and say, beat her more. But see, people like that, they are ready to lose friends. Lose people. And I've seen people like that. Just to prove a point, they are ready to wreck any relationship, lose friends, just to stand on their own arguments. And when people carry this kind of thing into marriage, it becomes very serious. Nobody can adjust their mindset. They feel that it's a sign of weakness to say sorry or to assume that you are wrong. A man that must win every argument in the house. You see him outside. He's so refined. He's gone to different countries. He's so exposed. But his exposure has not touched that stronghold inside. That there is a way you treat woman. Maybe growing up, he internalized this from his parents. But nothing will shake that belief. When you say 30 days fasting, he joins in fasting. But even during the fast, he will still treat the woman the same way. It's a settled stronghold inside. Like some women also think, that the way to show that you are a woman is that 
you raise your voice, you use hard words on your husband. When we start, uh, when we start saying, I want to take somebody to the altar, and you don't actually scan yourself to know the kind of stronghold. Some of the people do this. It's after getting married, they realize that there's a problem. And now, some will not even call for help. They continue to manage along. And until something bad, hope you know that some men have died. Not at their time. They died before their time. The woman might not tell anybody. Especially in Nigeria, where they don't receive or autopsy. I don't know which level or anything. Some people can give a man gradual poison, give a man poison gradually. Some women have been so oppressed that if they have a chance, they will kill the man. And, but I will take it beyond marriage relationship to friends. Because this is, the Bible says, blessed is he who cometh in the name of the Lord. He said, we have blessed you from the sanctuary. If you don't recognize anybody sent to you, you cannot receive what they have brought to you. So you can have a friend that you think is an ordinary friend. It's actually your next step to your next level in life. But if you don't learn the discipline of how to fellowship with people, you can wreck relationship. If you are, we will get down to the issue of those who like to gossip, those who cannot keep secrets and all those things. You, you begin to ask God. That's why I started with that scripture. You are praying in your room. Lord, why are you not lifting me? And he's saying that I sent five people to your life. Your attitude chased all the five away. Those five people, they were my answers to your prayer. They've gone. The answer is gone. So when you see people stranded, because maybe in seconds we are going to get there. When people pray and God is about to expand you, it's just going to send more people into your life, period. The Bible said that some men came to help David to restore the kingdom to him. God gave him a word that they are going to become king, but he needed men. See, the truth of the matter is that whoever you are, you need men. Even Jesus needed Simon of Syria to help him carry his cross. You need people. And if you don't get how to handle people right, you are going to have a, see, you will pray and think God is not answering your prayer. He has answered in people. Amen. Hallelujah. Sometimes, God puts so much treasure there are so many men all over the world. They would not have made, they would not be as where they are, grounded, financial in any way, if they were trained early enough to be listening to their wives. But opinion does not count. Then they lift up their voice in church. Don't you know that there is a grace in marriage that nobody knows you more than the person you are married to? And God will always use the person to say some things to you. Because God believes so much in unity. But you have a way of rejecting and she has even reached a point where she doesn't talk again. Or your husband is trying to guide you to tell you things. But you made him understand. Every time you talk about something, there will be problem in the house. And then you will starve him of sex. And maybe because he loves love making, he has stopped talking. So that the night will not be cold. <laughs> Amen. Are you following me? See, these are things that people practice in a home that's supposed to be Christian home, and it's very painful. So you have some men on one side who will shut the woman down, shut, shut up every. And then you have some women on one side who say something like this: they are going to nag for one week. They make you pay for what you have said, trying to correct. So next time the man will keep quiet, so that peace will reign. I, I don't know whether you were the one that posted it on Facebook. 
that a leader should know he's in trouble when wise people around him start keeping quiet or something. I can't remember how you put it. You, you, you remember? Say it the way you said it. Say it. I want to learn from you. Say it. Hallelujah. Oh, but you remember that you can't, you don't need the exact Okay, so, amen. See, when people should talk, start keeping quiet around you, there's a serious problem. Hallelujah. <laughs> you know, my, that, that's one of our friends. That's the old. His father thought he would have, he would understand. You know, he just had to be naughty in those days while growing up. So he did something and the father said that, ah, Instead of me beating there, you know Yorubas, when in, in the cult, in Yoruba culture, if they wanted to punish you, well, they would withdraw from you. Your father, any little thing will beat you. Then one day he says that he say, I'm not going to beat you. Your offense has gone to another level. That the whole family is now looking at you. So you want to wash? He said, Don't wash it all. Don't wash. Just leave it. You know, Yoruba parents, they know how to blackmail like that. You want to say, don't sleep, but don't, ah, no, we can't sit down and just sit down there. <laughs> you are watching TV, they will call your, your, other, your other siblings. Go and help me do it, so they will leave you. That means they've left you too. So his father did that, hoping that that will come, that way, uh, kindle repentance in him. The guy was just enjoying himself. <laughs> he said, no, I'll try again, this is good. You know, they, everything he used to do, they took it and gave it to his brothers. And then the father said, he's as if this is not working on this boy. <laughs> you prefer Ken. <laughs> I would have been like that growing up also. You can't blackmail me emotionally. I should not do any work, so I will feel bad. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Hallelujah. You, you understand? Well, see, it's a terrible thing. When those who can talk to you don't want to talk again, whether your spouse or your, your people, they don't want to talk. They've left you. The Bible says, Ephraim has joined himself to idol. Leave him alone. God said that. That he got to a point, God just told that concerning Ephraim, he said, just leave him. And when God leaves a man alone, for some, they will stand, start by, I know people who will continue to argue, even when they know they are wrong. You understand? The other guy they are arguing with has been able to show them points. They know it's right. But they find it, Hey, I usually pray for women not to marry that kind of, but you will suffer. They find it so hard to just say, okay, okay, I'm wrong. I see when they say they are wrong, they are going to die. So he continues to argue. And when a Christian begins to do that, very soon you will start lying. Because when they are showing you points that you are wrong, you start adding to the story to be able to make it look like you are right. Somebody simply said, I don't like what you are doing. So you are now so angry. And then someone else, another friend is telling you that, ah, she be all he said is, and you, and you, no, no, no. Then you add to it that, no, that was all he said. He said that, and then he said this, you, to make it look like you have a justifiable reason for getting angry. So you add to what the guy has said, or you change it, and he didn't say it that way. He came and he shouted at me. Even though you know very well that he did not shout. But you are trying to say something that will make others believe that you truly, you should have been angry. And when you do that, after a while, it will settle inside you here. Then the closest people that are sent to you to be a blessing to you, you will tear them into shreds and they will leave you. And those are God's answers to you. As soon as God called Moses, after he showed him all the signs, 
He said, when you get to Egypt, the first thing you will see is that Aaron, your brother, will come and meet you. And he's going to be your spokesman. And as you check all through the Bible, you are going to find this pattern. But I'm going to dwell more on husband and wife. Because some of the reports we are seeing all around. If somebody gets to what I'm saying? Hallelujah. And under this topic of God's family, just for me, this is just, I might have shown eight, eight more minutes. That is just the foundation. But I believe you've got it something. You know where I'm going already. Yes, sir. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Just if all you go with today, just to understand that the gifts of God, they are in men. They are in people. And if you don't know, and one of the things that will help you, which we'll get to later, because we are going to look at these things, which we'll get to later, is how to undo offenses. Because if you don't know how to, you are going to walk away from the place of your appointments in offense. And it has happened to many people. Wandering stars forever to whom there is no foundation again. I have met people in life and then you get to where they were doing great one time. They were in certain relationship with certain people. A fight, a anger, beef, everything walked away and they will start drying up. You can tell, it's almost like, why did you leave that place? Why did you do this? Because the, the people that can hurt you most are the closest people to you. This is where the skill is needed. But they are also the people that you need most. So this is why, at times, it's always almost like your spouse is always sent to correct the excesses that you have. Somehow, if you look at most marriages, early marriages in the house of God, you are going to discover that there is a measure of word and opposite in them. They might have many similar things, love something, but there will be something that this one is lacking and this one is called to help to fix. And you see, if you don't like people searching you out and helping you, the, uh, the, the, the assignment she is sent to do or is sent to do in your life, you will start fighting it. And God sent him or her to do that so that you can stand perfect before you can enter some faces in life. But then you can reject it and not enter those faces. Yeah. Hallelujah. I don't know whether I will reserve last where we are doing this to issue to stronghold. It grieves me. Our people won't let go of the fundamental strongholds that are in them. And it stays there. And the home is dying. They are losing friends and it stays there. It's still there. It's just that it's not in me to always tell people to marry or not to marry. But this is I say, I have seen guys in this church who some never, they've been coming to church for years. They'll just announce to you. I said, we saw, I mean, I know one or two that who eventually are to divorce. The guy just came to church one day. I said, Pastor, I don't want to tell you, I, I, I'm married, this girl. Never told anybody, went to their hometown. See, some people, they are stronghold, it's their hometown. That what hometown is doing to them. If they can say bye bye to their hometown, their life will be better. Demons don't even need to trouble them as long as they are going to the hometown. Because there are some philosophies. This is philosophy has brought to the marriage. There is a free hometown. It is here. It's here. It stays inside. He went to hometown. They gave me a wife, and he just came to announce to me, and he's been coming to church for years that I'm now married. I know I don't like to control anybody. So I welcome the woman very well. But after a while, they separated. They fight. They started saying some horrible things about the woman. And I was like, see, if you let some people in your unit see her, they would have helped you out. It doesn't, nobody's trying to control anybody. How can you be in a church? 
and you are not telling anybody till you started dating, not telling anybody, just went to your hometown, they showed you the girl, you caught her for about three months, and you married her and brought her to her and showed us, this is my wife. And we also clap. Congratulations. Welcome. Hallelujah. Are you, are you with me? Praise the Lord. And what baffles me is that many times, you don't know what is inside people until they are married. Oh, I don't like to be there. But as a pastor, you have to at times. Even some people don't come to this church that have been invited to the boiling issues in the family. You won't believe as fine as these people they look. When you start hearing what they say to each other and what they do to each other, I'm like, what is your problem? That, is it a, a spell or an affliction? That, and you ask the guy that, sorry, did you say that? He'll say, yeah, I said so. Then you ask the girl, so you say, I said it. That's I said it to ah, most. I said it. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. Are you, are you with me? When I get to offenses, I will get to communication, which is what part of what the Bible teaches. But let me stop here this morning by reading. Psalm 19. Psalm 19 verse 7. I want us to see something here. Is somebody with me? Yes, Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You know, as I'm looking at everybody, I'm trying to imagine what is the mindset that you have. Because they are going to affect what is the mindset that you have. Yes, you are fine. <laughs> but really, what, what is inside you? Because it is because marriage is the uh, gives you the closest observation, the, the best way to observe a person is in marriage. That's the person that you get naked before and everything. So you are most vulnerable to the person, so you don't hide anything again. So that is when the worst of a person comes out, also, that you get to see him or her as he is or as she is. Now, look at, and it is interesting that God. The people that the only person that can pray the most powerful prayer of agreement with you is also the one that knows all your faults. Everybody can applaud you outside. But there's only one person inside who actually knows who you are. And interesting, that's the person that you can pray the most powerful prayer with. Prayer of agreement, you can't, it's not with the pastor, it's with your spouse. God made it so, so that only the disciplined, only the people of understanding can reap the fruit of marriage. Only those who have decided to walk in love. The law of the Lord is perfect. Converting what? For your soul to be converted. It's a matter of an internal adjustment that only the word of God received by prayer can do. Hallelujah. So people don't even know how selfish they are until they get married. And you discover that actually you are more consumed about yourself than any other person. And then these things, they start showing. The law of God is perfect, converting soul. That is why you come to church every Sunday. That there should be so much conversion. That what you now run on is the word of God, not culture and tradition. And not what you want to do. But what the word of God has worked inside you. Hallelujah. Amen. It is God's plan that every Christian gets to the point where nobody can offend you again. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you with me? 
It is the part that I spent most time working on. That was time I used to get angry about being misunderstood and being equal. When people think you are like them, it grieves me. I used to grieve. When you tell somebody, oh, um, it's like this. And then you are hearing from other posts that the post said that, I know it was just lying. Because, you know, some people lie there and lie night. So when you tell them the truth, they don't believe anybody will speak the truth. They believe you are lying. Somebody is believing that you've been discussing him with someone else, two or three other friends. And in meantime, you are like, what you told me, I didn't tell anybody. And he leaves your president. Then the cause of that friend, he said, I know he told people it's a lie. You know, if you are a very honest person, it will pain you. I said I did not tell anybody. Because when you are a liar, you think everybody is like you. So you suspect them that they are all telling lies. So when they tell you that no, you think that they are, that no is not true. That can't be true. Because if you were the one, you will tell that secret. So something is making you to think that the other person, it used to grieve me when I was perceived that way by people. You will tell them truth in a bit, and then they will just have an assumption that no, 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 no that can't be true. <laughs> that no, Pastor, you are not telling us the truth. Somebody sat in my office one day and I told the pastor, said, Pastor, tell me the truth. <laughs> You know, I just started discussing something, something. I just said, there's no point talking with this person. You are looking at somebody that this thing has, is seated inside. That no, it doesn't mean it's a pastor. It's just lying. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> this is what makes it difficult at times when you are talking to couples. And one feels you are siding the other. I asked a lady one day, so why are you in this office? And I said, you know what? I am not qualified to talk to you, so get up and get out of my office. I told a few people like that before. You called me to report a case. So what you want me to do is to gang up with you against your husband. I listened to you very well. Your husband did not even say I listened to all you wanted to say. And I said to you that, ah, you don't talk like, you don't do this, you don't do, you don't do that. And immediately, and I had to tell her, sorry, do I know your husband? I don't know your husband. It's only you I know. But I'm telling you that you are so dear to me. We are, well, this matter, if you said this, who said this, who said this, who did this, you are wrong. And she was like, are you? And I said, so your husband came to give me offering. So that's why I'm supporting him. A man that I don't even have never met. You reported the case yourself and I'm spotting loopholes that no, no, you should not have said this. You should not have said this. And you are already angry. Because she wanted me to agree with her. Then to call her husband, sit the man down. And I said, honestly speaking, if anybody should be blamed in this matter, it is you. And she went, she escalated. I've been in that scenario a few times in my life. Now, before I used to get angry, now I'll just sit down and be looking at the person. Now, are you true? Let's talk about something else. Maybe we're talking about Champions League final. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Is somebody blessed this morning? Yes, Let's rise. I, I want to stop here. Thank you for listening to the teaching of Pastor Shola Oshumakinde. We believe you have been blessed. Worship with us at David's Court, number 25 Mojidi Street, off Towing Street, Ikeja, Lagos. On Sundays, our first service starts by 8 a.m. and our second service by 10 a.m., while our midweek service starts by 7 p.m. on Wednesdays. 
go and do great things. God bless you.